With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. It's a Tuesday. Trent Connor and myself with you for the next two hours as we are each and every day, Monday through Friday, talking sports with you and localizing as best as we absolutely can. Jam-packed show uh, coming up today. Two guests each hour. We'll start things off in about 20 minutes. Bama Bob will be here. We will uh, go back to the uh, national championship game, although I assume, I'm just guessing Trent, will probably spend a lot of time in the first segment on just a remarkable college football game. Uh, we'll we'll get into that with Bama. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune will be here. Do some uh, football housekeeping. Lou Ianni moving to his alma mater in Northwestern. Uh, take a look ahead to tonight's game. 8 o'clock ESPN 2. Well, it says 8, but it's West Virginia preceding it. Baylor at West Virginia. So in all likelihood, 8 15, 8, 10, 8, 20, somewhere in there. Uh, we will, whether it be joined in progress, remains to be seen. But we're talking about West Virginia, after all. And they're not the uh, quickest games. Uh, Dylan Montz, 12.40. In the 1 o'clock hour, Rob Doster will be here. NBCSports.com. He covers college basketball on a national basis. Look forward to catching up with Rob uh, as we transition full-time, well, few exceptions, uh, into college basketball. And then uh, Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com, will take a look at the late game of the four that will be played this weekend. Oh, by the way, the final Saturday with meaningful football until Labor Day weekend. But who's counting? Trent Condon, all we asked for was a great game, right? Yes, yes. Regardless who won, I really couldn't have cared less if it was Alabama, if it was Georgia. Uh, I just wanted a good game, and man, oh man, were we entertained. Well, we got a great game. We did. Uh, a little bit boring early on, defenses. See, I like two. defense. I do, too. I do, but it's because I wasn't overly excited about the game. It was mm-hmm. kind of just ho-hum. Yeah, okay. It's I, I see your point. It's on. I'm watching, but I'm not entertained at a high level. Mm-hmm. I was entertained in the second half. Oh, unbelievable. And, you know, from calls, close plays, the way that it finished, everything overtime for a national championship. Mm-hmm. It had everything you wanted. 16-yard sack on first down. <laughs> second down, he ends the game. A kicker that... Oh, my God. You're thinking, you, you can't... The first thought after that sack is, well, you got to try to cut this in half. But, mm-hmm. but even that... You're not feeling real confident. No, no. It's just what you just saw, the last play of regulation. I mean, it wasn't even close. No, no. Overcompensated, came yeah. through. They choked. slowed it down. He choked. Yeah. He absolutely did. And, well, it didn't matter because Tua comes out there. Yeah. And that was the thing that uh, I was I was happy with myself. I asked Bama yesterday you about did. that. Yeah. And I hadn't heard any speculation all week long about it. Right. Because you go back to your point, we heard it leading into Mm -hmm. the Sugar Bowl. Which was weird. It was a little odd, but Mm -hmm. okay. Then this week, no talk about it. None whatsoever. It was really the example that I brought up. I I said, 
Bama, what if this thing's 10 nothing? It wasn't it, that, but... No, it was 13. It was 13. <laughs> right. Are they going to go to Tua? And maybe, maybe. They did. Boy, that kid can play. Yeah, a true freshman, Trent. And, and boy, he can play. And you know, do you know why he's at Alabama, by the way? Uh, I'm going to guess it's not to hang out with a lot of his Hawaiian brethren. No, no. Do you know how he's at... Maybe better, maybe not why, but how he's at Hawaii. I'd guess Lane Kiffin? Nope. Okay. Do you know what player turned them down late in the recruiting process, opening up a spot for Tua at Alabama? Oh, is it from? Jake Fromm, <laughs> who was going to Alabama but had a last-minute change of heart, uh-huh. opening the door for the lefty from Hawaii to take that scholarship. I mean, the freshmen on the field last night, Trent, and the impact that they had, and as a college football fanatic, knowing that we have these kids for two more years. Mm-hmm. And look, Alabama or Georgia, neither one of those schools are going anywhere nope. anytime soon. They're going to both be back. Um, and you've got a quarterback, you got a chance, and clearly Georgia and Alabama do. They do in a big-time way. Those two freshmen, unbelievable. And it just shows you the evolution of college football where, you know, in the past there were guys that burst onto the scene. You know, Herschel Walker, a great example, mm-hmm. way back in the day. And you'd see guys, but they were so few and far between. And now you look across the board and you look here at a local level, you know, guys that are able to come in at Iowa and, and play right away, something that was unheard of in the past. And then you look at the bigger programs and, and the guys that come in ready to play not just – be a wide receiver and go out there and run some routes or be a running back and you just more instincts. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks, defensive linemen, offensive linemen, so much different than it was even 10, 12 years ago in college football. These guys, the way that they're ready at that top level, it, it's incredible to see. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it was incredible to watch the game and it unfold in two really, a uh, tale of two halves. I mean, if you're Jalen Hurts, what a class act, by the way. I'm not yes. sure. I'm sure you saw like everybody else when. Uh, when Tua would come over the sideline, the first teammate there to greet him, the first teammate to talk to him through what he might be going through was the quarterback that was just replaced. Quarterback that was what? What did Bama say? 25-2 and two in his career. Yeah. I think he was picked off once this year. One interception he threw this year. Uh, and he finds himself on the bench in the national championship game. And it was the absolute right thing to do because... Uh, Georgia was bound and determined to take away the run. They thought if they could stop the run that Hurts couldn't beat them with his arm. And uh, that was proven to be the case, at least in the first uh, half, as Georgia goes to the locker room up 13 to zip. You uh, you go through that first half, and it was kind of everything was breaking their way. It seemed like every kind of balance, every little nuance was just it was going. And it felt a little inevitable that, that Georgia was just going to win it, kind of almost in the mm-hmm. fashion that I thought it was going to be just on the other side. I thought Alabama would be controlling the game. It was going to be a little bit boring. And Tua had that pass to Ridley, that post route, that he just missed. Early, yes. Yeah, just overthrew Just right. missed. Yep. And, and I, that was one Well, where, don't forget the, the Ridley wide open in the first half yep. that Hurts missed. Yes. The defender fell down. But when Tangamoa missed that, oh. I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was kind of the thought that was creeping in. You can tell he's got talent. You can tell he has the arm, but those are the ones you got to hit. If you're going to come and back. confidence, Trent, too. Some of the things. This is a true freshman. Look at the throws yeah. that he's making, the windows he's throwing them into. Speaking of that, did you see from, I retweeted it, him spitting the football as he's taking his drop? No. And how did I miss you? I follow you on Twitter. I yeah. I, I retweeted somebody else that had it out there. 
So as he's dropping back, he's spinning the football like three different times. And some people, well, he's just trying to find the laces. No, that's just confidence mm-hmm. in the pocket. And, and you see some players do that. You'll see it at the high school level. I never noticed that. Go go to I my will. Twitter feed and, and find it. it. It's, I mean, it's just, I, I've never seen it. Then I heard some people talking about it and they said, yeah, there, there's kids that will do that. And it drives coaches nuts because it's very easy to drop the ball, fumble it, right. not get your hands on the laces at the right time, those kind of things. But talk about cool and confident on the other yeah, side. Say. Quarterback, just uh, take my six five-step drop, and I'll be spinning the football while I'm doing it. Oh, he's a hell of a player. My contribution to Twitter last night was um, I, I think I've identified the uh, the lady that uh, pours coffee over herself is the same one that sits in gum. <laughs> They're just cut, cutting down on the uh, and the actors that they have to pay for advertising. I think, I think that I think they got a two for one, uh, two for one. That's not her. bad, right? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but uh, just just a terrific football game. Look, Georgia. I think if you're a Georgia fan, you thought that there were a couple of calls that certainly didn't help you. Specifically, the block punt. There were two Alabama players that moved. Uh, the kid that was called for offside. I don't even think he was offside on mm. the play. Um, he was clearly his momentum was moving forward, but I'm not even sure he was in the neutral zone. So they got a redux there, and Scott was able to uh, punt the ball again. Otherwise, Georgia would have been set up in really, really good shape. But I thought the Big Ten officials were okay. I still think they go to the to the monitors too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty clear and apparent um, watching it that you know what what the outcome of this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you're talking about catch, no catch. There, you're, you know, I have no idea, like the rest of the country, right. what's going to, how, how they're going to adjudicate it. But um, I thought it was, it was the officiating. If you're a Georgia fan, you're probably you got a little bit of a problem this morning, but not egregious. I didn't think. No, the the pump block would have changed the complexion of mm-hmm. the game completely. But no, it's not. You had opportunities. It, it'll be something that'll always be talked about down there in Athens and. That I think the pump block more than anything. Yeah, but, I think yeah. that was the one of the. There's probably three of them. Yeah, that, that's going to happen though. In a, over the course of a close football game, there's there's always things that you can yep. point to. There, there's always those moments that if just this happened or this call happened, how much different the game would be. But yeah, overall, good job. I that's got to be the next step though. You mentioned replay and how long it takes. There's one league that I think does it absolutely right in terms of replay. And it's the NBA. They are quick. Okay. Last two minutes, you can review, you know, right. who is out of bounds. But they don't mess around. They go over there. They get mm-hmm. a look at it. Boom. They come back and make the decision. And that's the part of replay that What's bothers the me. What's the worst? Is it, would, it be, would it be Major League Baseball or college basketball? College basketball. College basketball. There are but, but MLB can drag their heels, too. They can. That, that replay system, I think, also needs revamping. The hey, but of, you're right. The answer is college basketball. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you got Ted Valentine over mm. there looking at his ass as he's <laughs> they, they cut the TV cuts to him and it's it's him looking at the monitor, which always cracks me up. Him looking right. at himself, yeah. it's, it's typical TV Teddy. But uh, yeah, college basketball is the worst. But we need to all every league in a way just get quicker. Mm-hmm. It, it's supposed to be indisputable. That that's the verbiage that's always huge. Indisputable. Well, if it's taking that long, it's not indisputable. It's right. right. There's a yeah. There's a question. So it's pretty Ruling simple. on the field stands. Right. Take a couple looks. Uh-huh. If you if you don't have enough to overturn it. Right. If you don't see it the first two times, it's not going to miraculously appear yes. in the third time you're watching it. That is my hope for 2018. I don't make resolutions, but I have hopes of things that'll get better. 
That's one that I hope gets better. Mm. Replay. Tighten it up across the board mm-hmm. in every league. The NBA, that, that's the one thing. Last two minutes, they've cut down on timeouts, which makes it instead of... Yeah, but they still, all sports have a long way to way, go before yes. they catch hockey as far as the last two minutes. Right. NHL game, two minutes. You've got two minutes worth. Maybe a 15-second timeout. Yeah. Maybe. I get, but, you know, it's it's not going to take 15 or 20 minutes, and the game's still going to... Well, that's pretty exaggerated. But still, you get my point. And they're not going to slide in a three-minute commercial... Precisely. ...when there's a whistle. Right. Precisely. The way They're going to end the game. Yes. Which, which is a good should. thing. Which, which is a good thing. Absolutely a good thing. Uh, we'll talk to Bama Bob coming up here in just the uh, next few minutes. Uh, look forward to that conversation with Bama. Just, just a great football game. You know who had a bad game last night? And at 1 o'clock, we're going to hear... All of the calls. We'll hear Fowler's ESPN TV. Sean McDonough, who's very busy this weekend. He was in Kansas City on Saturday doing the wild card game. He was uh, in Atlanta last night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We'll hear that one. We'll hear Eli Gold, the Alabama radio. We'll hear the Georgia radio. And, And I don't know if this is... True or not, Trent, but it's part of the package that I that I emailed you. Apparently, Russian TV did the game last night. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not being... I'm not the wool being pulled over my eyes, right? Sure, I, it's a national championship. But what do they care? Who knows? I, mm-hmm. I, that's a good question. State-run radio. I don't know who did it. Maybe Putin's a big college what's football the, What's the... What's the uh, is it Pravda? Pravda. Is that the newspaper? Is it, Ooh, I don't, you got me. I don't. I probably got myself. If, if it was New Orleans Times Picayune, yeah, I, I would have been you, able you to help right you there out. there for yes, me on that yes. one when I asked earlier. Anyways, we'll take a time out. Bama Bob will be here next. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. We're going to go inside Iowa State at 1240. Um, one more thing before Bama. Hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised. I was, because I thought that this game was going to be in the absolute dumpster ratings-wise last night because of the fact that I didn't think our part of the country would be into this game, would tune in and watch this game uh, just because of the fact that, uh, you know, the Big Ten was left out. They can't stand at the SEC. It's Alabama, but, oh, my God, it's two SEC teams. Ratings were up 9% over Clemson, Alabama from last year. 9% up. That's a significant number. That is, yes. In a day and age where TV numbers continue to go down. Right. That's impressive. I I I had saw that. That's good. And that came out early this morning. That was the early numbers. Richard Deitch mm-hmm. um, had that and posted that up. That uh, And ESPN's got to be ecstatic with yes. that one. We'll take a time out. Bama Bob is here next. Then Dylan Mons, 1 o'clock hour. Rob Doster, NBC Sports covers college basketball. He's here at 120. And we're going to get into the NFL with Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. Trent Condon and myself with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Talking sports with you on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. Start spreading the news. 
Variety's Black Tie Gala, New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their full potential. Get your tickets for Variety's Black Tie at varietyiowa.com backslash black tie. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000, whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon, sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. Three, two, one. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Coleman Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. 
See you there. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. College football is over for, I think I saw 253 days. Mm. Who's counting? I am. Every single one of them. (laughs) Uh, I'm not alone. Uh, Bama Bob joins us as we go back into last night and uh, put a bow on uh, on a terrific championship football game. Bama, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good. It might take every one of those days to, uh, you know, get over last night, man. I mean, just... It's a shame the SEC can't play exciting football, Ken. It yeah, really is. That was unbelievable, Bama. It uh, what a, what a great great football game. The athletes on the field. It was it, it was so entertaining, no doubt about it. Hey, you know where I want to start. I guess maybe let's get the negative part of it out of the way first, and and that seems to be. And Hertz was such a. Great teammate. You know, he was such a great teammate. Said all the right things after the game. During the game, he was the first one uh, over to help out Tua to, uh, you know, to kind of talk him through what he might be seeing. Uh, here's a guy, as you mentioned yesterday, what was 25 and 2 or 26 and 2, whatever it was, throwing yeah. one interception this year. He, he's, it sure seems to me, Bama, as good as he is with the ball in his hand. Uh, that uh, he's going to be the number two quarterback because this kid from Hawaii, who's only there because Jake Fromm turned uh, Nick yeah. Saban down at the last minute, is crazy. Uh, is, it's it's nuts. all intertwined. You just you couldn't make this up in a movie, kid. No, you really can't. So what? What's what's Hurts' future? Do you think? I mean, we're, I mean, the body's not even cold of the national championship game, right. but it, but it is a talker. Well, it is a talker, and it's going to be a talker all the way into the spring. Um, you know, there's talk of, well, he might transfer. and I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, <clears throat> only he knows. I'm sure he'll sit down with Nick Saban. But, and you know, it, look, it was a half of a football game. It was a great half of a football game. But you know how we are in society and in general and in and, and sports and and you know, in the South in particular in college football, I mean, you know, we build you up to break you down. And this is, you know, a guy who, who will right now, you know, Hurts gets credit for the win last night. That goes on his record because he started it. So he's 26-2 and two now as a starter technically. Um, but, you know, I'm sure he'll sit down with Saban and, you know, if Brian Dayball's still there as the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, talk about his options, you know, what they need from him, that sort of thing. Listen, he's a great leader on that team, not just on the offense, but, I mean, that whole team. He doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, people listen. A lot like Minka Fitzpatrick on the defense. Um, but he's got to see the writing, Ken. I mean, there were there were just – this wasn't just what happened last night either. This, this goes back to – we talked about it yesterday – um, that they were ready to make a move if they needed to. And had they needed to in the Clemson game, they would have gone to him, and that would have really created a debate going into the Georgia game. I think Alabama's really lucky that their defense smothered Clemson to the point where they didn't have to play to it because that, that would have been the talking point the entire week. Uh, you know, But 
All that said, Hertz has kind of got to see the writing on the wall. I mean, this kid is legit. He can spin it, okay, and he can throw it really like not much many quarterbacks I can remember. I mean, A.J. McCarron was a good passer. Um, he's in the NFL. He probably should be a starter somewhere. Uh, but this kid, just he, he, he's, I've heard today compare, talking about the left-handed Russell Wilson, and I think that's a great comparison. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how many kids just have the moxie you know, he threw a pick, didn't bother him. The sack he takes in overtime, Crazy. okay, fine, I'll just go throw a 41-yard touchdown yeah. pass to me. Second I mean, and it's, 26. It's just ridiculous. But, I mean, he, I think there were a lot of plays in the playbook that they didn't have in for Hurts that now that just opens everything up. And I saw some, I don't know who it was, but it's, you know, one of the pundits last night on Twitter is like, oh, my God, Alabama now has a quarterback. And if they do, I mean, it, it's going to be tough for everybody. But um, this really went back to the Clemson game and how ineffective that offense was. Defense bailed him out. And, and Nick Saban, you know, you want to say he had to make the move, but he also knew he also knew the ramifications if he made it. If, you know, I don't think he was afraid to – fail, you know, and have Tua go in and make a mess of it and, and lose the game, but it, it almost creates more problems now that you won the game, because like you said, you got this kid that, the way he handled it, I mean, this wasn't a Baker Mayfield, you know, pouting or, you know, uh, he, and I don't want to throw him under the bus, but I mean, just the way he handled it with class during the game, after the game, said all the right things, and I really think he means it. 26 and 2 as a starter, SEC Offensive Player of the Year, and he's going to probably go into spring practice as a number two quarterback. Um, and it's it's just created a situation now that Saban's going to have to manage. But I think as he showed last night, there's there's no I don't know how many other coaches would have made that move, but it just goes back to what he's been saying. Everybody's like, oh, you look Alabama, of course they're going to win because they recruit well and. You know, they got five stars all over the place. You know how many freshmen they had on the field last night, Jim? I know. I mean, their, their leading rusher, passer, and receiver were true freshmen last night in the national championship game. And that is that is the message that people don't understand when he goes into homes. It's like, you can compete. I don't care if you're a freshman. I don't care who's in front of you. If you give us the best chance to win, you will be in the game. And that's really all anybody could ever want. So there's, the decision, it seemed obvious. I don't think it was obvious because there, he knew there were going to be ramifications, but I think he also knew over the previous six quarters of playoff football, really kind of almost going back to the Auburn game as well, uh, whatever reason, Hurts wasn't getting it done. They weren't in sync. They weren't clicking him and Dayball, whatever it was. He, they, they just weren't moving it offensively. And then this kid comes in. And Herbstreet said it on the broadcast. You could just feel the energy come up. And it gave the, the defense energy because they knew now they had a chance that they could score points. And as long as they held them, held Georgia, which I thought they did a great job in the second half, um, you know, Kirby Smart made a couple of errors. I saw I don't know why, and, and this, this really stunned me. After Alabama tied the game, Georgia's got the ball left, what, two, three minutes, whatever it is. Third and three. Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb are on the sideline, and you got you got the freshman in the backfield. I don't understand that. I mean, you ride with who brought you generally, but you know all that said, great game. 
you couldn't write it. You couldn't have written the script and sold it as a movie, but yet we watched it play out last night in front of us. Bama, Nick Saban, uh, another national championship, doing it in today's day and age with, well, just the, the differences in college football in general and how huge it is and the number right. of depth, the, the teams. Is he the best college football coach of all time? You know, guys, he's certainly the, the the best of this era. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, you got to go back. I mean, I don't, I don't want to take away. You know, Bear Bryant is is an all time legend. Uh, he tied him last night with the six. Did it in 16 fewer years than it took Bryant to do it. Um, you know, Woody Hayes, Bo Schembeck. I mean, you just you know, John McKay. Just there's so many great ones. You know, going back, he he's the best of of the modern era. I'll put it that way. Modern era, maybe going back the last thirty years. You know, if you want to look at it that way, he's certainly in the conversation as the best of all time. But it is such a different game now than it than it used mm-hmm. to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't argue with it. I mean, you know, Ohio State fans might say, "Well, hey, if we'd have gotten in when we should have, and you know, a couple times, then." You know, maybe Urban Meyer would have a couple more, and maybe he would. I don't know, but he, when he gets there, he, he <laughs> it took a great quarterback, uh, you know, 59 minutes and 58 seconds to beat him last year. And the game last night, uh, you've never seen him so emotional after a game, if you watched it. I don't think he, he said, he says, I've never been happier for a football team ever. Um, and I think it was everything they had to overcome during the year, all the injuries, all the naysayers. This was not a classic Alabama team. There were so many flaws in it. They were ravaged by injuries. Um, they caught a break getting in. If you want to say it, you know, fine. But they got in, and they took advantage of it, and they knocked off the number one and two teams in the country. So I don't know what else you can ask of them. Uh, you know, let Central Florida fly their banner, have their parade. That's fine. Great story all that kind of stuff, you know, let morons like Danny Cannell, you know, throw his little barbs out there and that sort of thing. Alabama deserved to be in, and they made the most of the chance when they got it. Yeah, and, and guys, look, as college football fans, look how fortunate we've been. I mean, just the last three, right? The, the back-to-back yeah. Clemson National Championship games, just remarkable five-point game and what was last year, a four-point game, I think, and then last night yeah. was overtime. You know, we're, we get to this point, we think it's going to be a good bat, a matchup, and seldom do they live up to the hype. This one, once again, lived up to the hype. Pam, I mean, just real quick on, on Nick Saban, because it's it's already out there. Um, you know, is he getting bored? Is the Does he want to have one more go at the NFL? My question is, why would he? I mean, really, no. why would he? Is is that the feeling down there that the NFL is 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 in the cards? I would be shocked. No. Absolutely not. I mean, listen, there, you never say never. There's never any guarantees. But, I, you know, I would walk to Ankeny if I think if Nick Saban went to the pros. And I've said it before. He, he's great in college, okay? And the reason he's great in college is he can control everything in that program. You get to the pros, you get a bad quarterback, and you, you sign Jay Cutler, okay? First of all, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's the GM that signs Jay Cutler. You're stuck with him for five years. You know what? You're mediocre for five years. You got salary caps. You got agents. You can't just go out and say, "Okay, you know, we've we've got a great quarterback. You know what? I'm going to go to Hawaii and get a better one." You can't do that in the pros. And so I, I just I don't think he has any inclination at all. 
I think he's going to finish at Alabama. And I'll, I'll tell you something else, Ken. I think – I don't know what his situation – I mean, obviously he's got more money than he'll ever spend. Uh, you know, his legacy is secure. He's tied Bryant. I don't know. He, he downplays the titles and all what it means for him personally. I, I'm not buying all that either. Somewhere inside him and, you know, it's just he and his wife sitting around. You know, they're, they're, they talk about goals and legacy and that sort of thing. And so maybe he does want to, you know, get to number seven or eight or who knows. But – I think Kirby Smart over at Georgia is going to rejuvenate him a little bit because that program is coming, and they're coming hard. Um, they've already signed the best recruiting class. Uh, you know, I think they were ahead of schedule. They might take a small step back next year because they lose so much on you know, Roquan Smith and Chubb and Michelle. I mean, they're all going to be gone. But I think for the next five, six years, it's going to be Alabama and Georgia in the east and the west, and everybody else will be playing catch-up to them. I mean, because you can just see the offensive talent that Alabama had on that field last night and how young it is. And, I mean, my goodness, you know they're always good on defense. Always, always, mm-hmm. always. Nick Chubb, 25 yards on 18 carries last night, okay? They always are able to shut down the running game. So I think Kirby at Georgia might just give him a little extra spark. I'd expect him to be there three or four more years minimum, and they're going to be in the conversation every year he's there. I mean, I, so, no, I would be stunned if he went back to the pros. Absolutely shocked. Bama, we are out of time for the segment. We are out of time for the season, but uh, we'll get three or four topics that will come up, uh, and we will uh, schedule you in the weeks to come. Uh, great talking college football with you all season long. Into the off season we go, Bama, and glad you'll be a part of it. Thank you, Bama Bob. Good to talk to you. Always enjoy it, Ken, and, uh, you know, it was a great season, and I uh, hope we're back to talk about it again next year. You can count on that, my friend. We'll talk to you in the weeks to come. See you, Bama. All right. Take care, Ken. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob talking college football. Glad he brought up Rokon Smith at the uh, – Smith at yeah. the – boy, he made some money last night, didn't he? Holy cow. That kid's speed, Trent. Getting off of blocks, getting yes. around that pick and play. And running down Alabama speed. Yes. Running him down. It's a nice edge guy to have, huh? Oh, my, my, my. Yeah, he made some money last night. There were some athletes on the field. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Different level, isn't it, it? It just, they really are. When you when you get the, the two best teams going after each other, and I, and I think they were. I really do. Yep. Sure, you can be pissed off that uh, Alabama found a way in, but Alabama made a pretty good And I point. am, in a, in a little way, I still am. Yeah. It's still kind of annoying, but truth is, it's the most talented team in college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost a game. They still tied for their division win, too. That, that I mean, the whole you didn't even win your division. Right. We're trying to get the best teams in, mm-hmm. right? We're mm-hmm. trying. Alabama's one of the and best Knocked teams. off the number one and number two. Yeah. <laughs> in consecutive Not an weeks. easy path. Not an easy path. Uh, and neither one of these two schools. I'm, I'm with Bama. Kirby Smart's got it going on at Georgia. Yeah. He really and truly does. I wasn't sure of it. I said, oh, another Saban assistant. Mm-hmm. Haven't we seen this before? And Tennessee's uh, about to get one starting today, right? Yep. But, well, it's been recruiting. But. Right. But, yeah, it just kind of felt like, all right, everyone's trying to be Alabama. You can't be Alabama. Alabama's Alabama. Mm-hmm. Be a little different. Huh? I got their schedule next year in front of me, the Alabama schedule next year. Colorado State back on again? No. Okay. They do play the Citadel, though. Ooh. <laughs> That's that wedding weekend right, in the right South. Right before Auburn, huh? Right before Auburn. Yeah. Wedding. They, they'll play Louisville. Now the Heisman winner is going to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, their non-con is Louisville, uh, the Raging Cajuns, mm-hmm. uh, Louisiana Lafayette, and, and the Citadel. They go to Tennessee. There's got to be one more in there, right? 
Yeah, because they don't play. They don't play. They play eight. They only play eight. I'm not seeing it. Oh, Arkansas State. I stand oh, corrected. Of there course, Arkansas State. Yeah, Arkansas State. There's your fourth one. Keep them out. They better yeah. go thirteen or zero. They're out. Trent, they will. <laughs> That's the crazy part about it. Twelve and one, thirteen and zero. Get Auburn at Bryant Denny. Mm-hmm. They got to go to Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. They got to go to take on Jeremy Pruitt at uh, Neyland Stadium. Wow, 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 wow. We are going to end that uh, the, the, the lid lifter on college football the Saturday of a Labor Day weekend. That's in Orlando, so a neutral mm. site game against Louisville. We'll take a timeout. We're going to get into Iowa State when we come back. Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune will be here. We'll take a look ahead to tonight's Kansas-Iowa State game. We'll do some football uh, with D- Dylan as well. Uh, Trent Connor and myself with you here noon to 2, Monday through Friday. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals, and we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to weather conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. Not available in all states. Thank you for calling Reese and Irvies, the future of frozen yogurt. Um, are you the robot people? <laughs> Reese and Irvies Froyo robots? Yes, ma'am. Our Froyo robots serve seven different flavors of delicious frozen yogurt with up to six delicious toppings all within 60 seconds. We place our robots all over the country. Malls, theaters, theme parks, almost anywhere people want an amazing treat. It's the future of frozen yogurt. And you sell these robots? That's right. Whether you're looking for a full or part-time turnkey business, Reese and Irvy's Froyo Robots are available as a unique franchise opportunity across the United States. And how do I find great locations for my robots? Well, actually, we do that for you. Your robots go into high-traffic, secured locations, engage with customers daily, deliver amazing Froyo experiences to customers, and you collect the profits. They work so you don't have to. Well, I definitely want my own Froyo robots. How do I get them? It's easy. Just go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 9292. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 9292. Locations are going fast, so don't wait. Again, that's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 9292. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together, we can solve hunger. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Or online, washersystems.com. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Coming up in hour number two, uh, the one o'clock hour, Rob Doster, NBC Sports, covers college basketball. Uh, He will be here, talk some national college hoops with Trent and I, and then Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com checks in. He'll do so at about 135, 140 or thereabouts as we will preview the late game of the Fours Divisional Weekend. Uh, The New Orleans Saints going up to uh, take on the Vikings. But right now, Dylan Montz uh, joins us. He covers Iowa State. We've got a little bit of breaking news, which is great when it falls into our lap when we've got Dylan coming on. Uh, Dylan, uh, Trent and Ken, first of all, thanks for coming on. It looks as though, and you were the first to tweet out the news uh, that I saw anyways, um, Brian Peavy is kind of hinting that he is going to come back for his senior year at Iowa State. Yeah, it, it's a little bit cryptic the way it reads, but the, the way I interpreted it at least is it looks like he will be coming back. He tweeted a graphic uh, of him in his Iowa State uniform pointing towards the sky that said to be continued, and then kind of the caption along with that in the tweet said QB1 hope still alive, which is kind of a, a callback to the fall camp, I think, last season where he said he wanted to get in and play quarterback a little bit, just kind of joking around with Matt Campbell. So it does read to me and look to me like he'll be back. 
Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll obviously get more of that. But um, uh, big news for Iowa State secondary, obviously, having to replace some of the safeties that they have back there. Um, getting one of their two starting um, corners returning is, is a big deal. So uh, good news for Iowa State, at least. Yeah, and thank you for helping interpret that, because I had no idea what QB1, there's, there's still hope, meant. But I did see the 2B continued um, that was printed, and uh, the old man was able to understand that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's how I re- uh, read it as well. Go ahead, Trent. Sorry about that. Well, you mentioned the depth that they're building, and, and they got some guys that you have to be excited about back behind PV and Payne now. Ruth, I thought, was really good yes, at times this year. Azuna's a guy that I think a lot of people, he had that early injury that might have derailed it, but I mean, it's across the board. Just the depth that this team is building right now, Dylan, that's the thing I think has to excite everybody is it's not just state. You got a good group. You got a good group of seniors coming through. The depth that they're putting up, it, that's been the incredible part to me watching what Campbell's building over there. Yeah, and that's kind of what their scheme is, too. Obviously, they like to play a lot of uh, defensive backs, a lot of guys in the secondary, and they've really been able to build it up, obviously, with some of the Juco guys that they've gotten with uh, DeAndre Payne, who came in as a Juco guy, and Greg Eisworth, who's going to be senior this year, or a junior this year, coming in uh, for his first year at Iowa State. Uh, he's a Juco guy, too. But then they've really kind of been able to balance that out with some of the recruiting classes that they've done with true freshmen. Um, they, you know, DeMonte Ruth, and I don't think he was recruited by this time, but just uh, him being a young guy coming in and playing well. Zuna is another guy that came in. I think he signed with Matt Campbell's first class. He's come in and, um, you know, like you said, maybe he had to reel a little bit by injury, but he's he's pretty talented kid. Um, Richard Bowman uh, came in a little bit and played this year, but he was hampered up a little bit by injury. But they're going to get a lot of these different guys back and get them plugged in. And I think, um, you know, having guys like Payne and, and PV back there to start, uh, it certainly kind of uh, gives you a sense of calmness maybe a little bit just because they've been there and done it. But like you said, so kind of slowly and behind the scenes, these other guys are getting in there, getting reps, um, coming in in relief at times. And it really does, uh, that's how you create that. So the competition back there I think is really high from what Matt Campbell has said. Uh, so it, it's uh, it's kind of become really a strength even more so uh, for that that Iowa State defense. Uh, Lou Ianni is moving on. Of course, he's uh, so instrumental in uh, building the, the running attack uh, at, at Iowa State. Um, certainly, you can understand his uh, what went into his decision. He is going back to his alma mater, which uh, would certainly make some sense. Um, Will, any any ideas what Campbell is going to do? Does he try and fill from within? Does he, does he go outside? And then part two to this question, Dylan, and... It's more maybe of um, you know cleanup on my part. Is 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 Ianni the lone holdover from road staff, or was he the lone holdover from road staff? He had to be one of the few. Yeah, uh, from road staff, he was the only one of the assistants, one of the nine assistants that was the holdover. Uh, everybody else, um, Matt Campbell, he mostly brought him from Toledo, but then he got Jim Hoffer from Nevada and. Um, I think that was maybe the only other one that didn't come from Toledo with Matt Campbell. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, what Matt Campbell will likely do is go outside for that running back's job. Um, You know, I think with the 10th assistant now coming into play with the new NCAA legislation, uh, we'll be looking for that hire, too. And I think that one will likely come from inside. It sounds like Joe Houston, who's a quality control assistant, um, has worked with special teams. It sounds me um like he'll probably get the special teams uh coaching job 
um, maybe shift Frank Gass over to wide receivers more full-time and give uh, Houston that job. So I think probably what they'll do is go outside for running backs. I haven't heard definitively, um, but that's just kind of the feeling I get from this. Want to get your thoughts on, on another guy on, on that defensive side, Dylan. Jaquan Bailey had mm, nice pro. game. Yeah, uh, a great athlete. He's on his way to and, maybe and just to saw well next year, junior. Yes, but... he uh, ten and a half career sacks, three as a freshman, seven this year. Does he get to the all-time sack record? I think it's uh, Moorhead has it at eighteen, eighteen and a half, something like that. You put your money on him getting that done next year, and could you see that being maybe uh, an off-season motivator, motivator to put in front of him? Yeah, uh, it's funny. We haven't actually talked to Jaquan Bailey yet since he's been at Iowa State. He's just kind of um, flipped his cracks with us, I guess, a little bit. But uh, I think he probably does get that that record. And um, you know, not to disparage uh, Sean Warren, but that's not the, the you know the highest back total in a career that, mm-hmm. that you can find across the country, obviously. So I think uh, you know with with the way Jaquan Bailey kind of came on. Last season, if he has a good off season and starts kind of from that point and then builds from that more, I think that's uh, you know really within his wheelhouse, within his grasp to be able to do something like that because he is so athletic, so disruptive, and can kind of um, he can get around those tackles uh, you know at a pretty frequent basis. He was, it seemed like he was in the backfield all the time. At least, even if he wasn't getting back, he was creating some some havoc back there and disrupting a lot of those of the, the process that those guys were going through on offense. So I think uh, it's certainly a possibility, and I'm sure uh, something for him that, that he's at least aware of or keeping his eye on. Well, let's switch to uh, basketball to the uh, get into tonight's game. Last time uh, Iowa State played in Lawrence, it was an overtime victory, but the roster has had a complete overhaul uh, with the exception of Jackson since then, and Young, I guess, but, but certainly Jackson. Um, it. They're they're zero and three. It's going to be tough. I don't think this is Bill Self's best Kansas team. Having said that, what do you think uh, Coach Prom is looking for tonight out of this young group of Cyclones that will take the floor? Just show some signs of improvement. Maybe some other somebody else steps up and you know becomes that other shooter than Jackson Wigington gets back on track. What do you think he's looking for? Yeah, I think a little bit of all that. I think he's probably just looking for them to come in and play freely. Um, you know, move move with pace on offense, get the ball up the court. Um, you know, set up set up in smart offense if you have to go on half court, but really just try to play as loose as you can. And that's kind of what he said yesterday in his press conference a little bit. When when they're moving the ball and when they're they're getting out and running, that's when they're playing their best, and that's when you can get Donovan Jackson good looks from three and transition. That's when. Uh, Lindell Wiggins can maybe get the ball ahead. Uh, you know, you can take the ball ahead and maybe face a broken defense and get to the rim a little bit and, and do things like that. So I think that's probably what they're going to be looking to do most is just to kind of play, uh, to get, get back to their style a little bit and not necessarily try to, to set up and run offense and, and things like that. And um, obviously all that's going to start with rebounding. So Solomon Young can have a big role. Cameron Morris, I think, is going to be asked to, to – you know, be as focused on rebounding as, as he ever has been. So I think it's just kind of all of those those little pieces that you can kind of put together to make a uh, make that offense kind of go and run out a little bit. So uh, I want to get your thoughts on a freshman, uh, Terrence Lewis. Ken mentioned the other day. I, I think it's a good point. They need help in the outside shooting the basketball. It can't just be Donovan Jackson and Wigington if he's on. They need a little bit more. Terrence Lewis, could you see more minutes coming his way, or do you think his role is pretty well defined right now? Yeah, I think 
he'd have to show it in the game. I think he'd have to come in and, and hit a string together, and that's kind of what you see with freshmen and sometimes inconsistencies, although, uh, I mean, he did come in as a, you know, with, with credentials. He was a really talented uh, outside specialist in high school, and, you know, certainly um, I don't he hasn't lost any of that. It's just the adjustment that you face from high school to college is so different, and, um, you know, sometimes when guys are getting rotated in and out, you don't get his long experts in there maybe as, as you want to try to find consistency. But I think if he comes in, hits a couple, gets some confidence, um, he certainly could be a guy that, that is a rotational piece uh, that would be a, you know, a nice asset to him. So I think it's just going to take that, coming in, hitting a couple, or at least getting good bucks and, and building up confidence a little bit. Did you watch the game last night, Dylan, by the way, the uh, national championship game? If so, what were your thoughts real quick in our final minute here? Yeah, I, I was actually covering a high school basketball game up in Gilbert, but I got home for the last maybe seven and a half minutes and saw overtime. But, man, that's a really crazy game. It was probably um, one of the better national championship games I've seen in a while. I and mean, Alabama Clemson last year was, was really good, too. But this one certainly had all the drama and entertainment. That was a wonderful game. Dylan, we'll talk to you on Friday as the uh, clones uh, get set to host Baylor on Saturday afternoon at Hilton Coliseum. Thank you, Dylan Montz. Amestrib.com. Amestrib.com is uh, where you can read uh, Dylan Montz. Thanks, pal. Thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Amestrib.com. Um, I talked to you at the beginning of the show. You mm-hmm. were still kind of feeling your way around this 15-point number. Yeah, yeah. And there's no such thing in your world as taking a night off. No, of course not. No, no. <laughs> uh, which doesn't make tell- you a bad person. If I'm going to have two hours that I'm going to be watching this game tonight. I may as well have an interest in it, right? Well, I'll be watching on DVR tonight. Got high school hoops. Oh, where are you going? Going over to Hoover. North Hoover. Nice. That's a good game. I love the city schools when mm-hmm. they're good. Well, basketball, they're usually got yes. one of the... Um, Courtney Henderson, it yeah. is tough defense against mm-hmm. Tyreek LaCour in North tonight. What is it, What will Henderson have planned for him, or do, does it matter? It doesn't matter. I mean, he'll throw a slew of guys at him, yeah. and Tyreek will probably take a couple 30-footers and then get to the rim a few times. It, it's... I'm so looking forward to this game. Uh, it's and you've be got the girls' game to, that will precede it, so you're on yep. the air at what time? 6.15 is tip, right? 6.15 tip, so we'll take the air right at 6 o'clock. A little pregame leading into the girls' game, and then the boys about 7.45, 8 o'clock. The boys will start up. Good news. We're back with the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to hear some play-by-play clips. Whose was the best of the play-by-play, of the game-winning play that decided the national championship game. We will hear those next. Rob Doster, NBC Sports, covers college basketball at 120. Tim Yotter on the Vikings, 140. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast. 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com
Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun. EasterSealsIA.org. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. All money managers may seem pretty much the same. But while some money managers may recommend high-commission investment products, Fisher Investments avoids them. Some money managers may have hidden and layered fees. Fisher Investments never does. And while some money managers are happy to earn commissions from you, whether you do well or not, Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when you do better. In other words, we're structured to be on your side. Maybe that's why most of our clients come to us from other money managers. Talk with us and find out why so many experienced investors are switching to and staying with Fisher Investments. Fisher Investments, clearly better money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Visit us at FisherInvestments.com to find out what we can do for you. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. You don't need more sports. 